to always get the latest Game Tea, do not forget to follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at The Game Tea Podcast, and you can find us on Twitter at Game Tea Podcast X. We post memes, gaming news, retweet friends of the pod, and of course, let you know when new episodes are available for your listening pleasure. Links are all available in the description of this episode, so check them out after the show, and thank you so much for listening to The Game Tea Podcast. everybody and welcome to another episode of the game tea podcast my name is jp i'm zach and i'm czar boys peaches is not here to give us our weird pre-post pre-pod question right which is a nice opportunity for us to just talk about a very simple question that we don't always ask each other on a gaming podcast what fucking games are you playing right now Uh, now, start with I, you, JP. What are you playing? <laughs> yes, yes. Yes, let's start with JP. I um, recently picked up this game for the Switch. It's a more niche title that not a lot of people have picked up, but I've really been enjoying it. It's called Borderlands 2, and I know, yeah, it's been going <laughs> great. Yeah, thank you, George and Winky. Thank you for calling us my name shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, you remember every time I've ever said the words, I simply cannot buy borderlands for another console i bought borderlands for another console bruh and i purposely did it one year after i knew that you two were already done playing together because i'm an asshole yeah (laughs) those dogs completely expressed the rage i felt (laughs) to perfection Zach and I were doing great. We were having lots of fun in the pre-sequel. And then all of a sudden, JP, you just decide to get Borderlands for the Switch. How could you? How could you? Yes, that would be. uh, So are we playing Borderlands after this? Well, we've got D&D with Travis today. We're playing some D&D. All right. But we're going shopping. You're going shopping. What are you shopping for? Well, that's what we do in D&D. That's where we left oh, off. Oh, right. We've We're got go D&D shopping. shopping to do. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of shopping. Okay. Here's my justification. I know for the last two years, I have said I am simply not buying Borderlands for another console. But there was an asterisk next to that, which said, unless it falls to $20 or less for the entire bundle. And guess what happened? You, Borderlands 1. You never told us that. Borderlands 2. Borderlands the pre-sequel. $20 on the Nintendo Switch. That's a hell of a deal, boys. That's a hell of a deal. Zach, how much uh how much you pay for all those games, huh? Like I'm pretty sure that I paid 20 for it as well. I was going to say I paid it for 20 for it too. <laughs> well, you don't say. Where's <laughs> your excuse now? Um that I don't have one. That's <laughs> isn't that the question. All uh-huh. right. Well, well I uh slap uh, JP from across the galaxy. Uh, uh, Azar, what are you playing? Hmm, that's tricky because I, I just got done with Fable, but I didn't actually finish Fable 3. Um, How many times have you finished Fable now? Probably six or seven. Goddamn. I really like the franchise, and I'm just 
really waiting for a reboot of it. Then boy, do I have news for you. <laughs> they are currently working on Fable. It'll be done by TBD. <laughs> Yay, TBD is so soon. Well, I mean, every game that's ever existed or will ever exist will be done by TBD, Zach. That's not helpful. But it's announced, so it's past the speculation <laughs> phase. It's in the this might happen phase. Use right. It might. You know what? Use right. It might. It's ahead of, uh, you know, since we're all right. Well, since we're on the topic of Fable real quick, I, I did want to note that I'm kind of curious how they're going to do this reboot, because after playing the third game, it's very dated. It's so dated yeah. in gameplay and reference and even just character interactions. <laughs> There's a lot of rethinking to be done with with that. Interesting. And I, I mean, that's not surprising. I could have told you at the time, like you can even do that now, right? Where you play a game, despite how amazing the game is, you're just like, oh, this is not going to hold up. Yeah, right. L like your dying lights. Or, you know, I I know somebody in here said Ghost of Tsushima at one point. And that's like it, right? Because if you can take a game like Ghost of Tsushima, which is the most beautiful game I've ever played, no exaggeration, and understanding that in 10 years, it's just not going to look as good. Like, that's saying something. Well, it's, it, it's not even that. It's like the jokes and the content of the game. Like, for example, I if you play as a female character, any quest that you complete where you save a male character, that character is going to hit on you and like ask if they should leave their significant other to be with you. And huh. it, it's just annoying as hell. It's like, no, go home to your wife. No, <laughs> this is a paycheck for me. Don't take any more into it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm so like, glad you guys asked. So currently... I am playing a video game. Um, it is called Monster Hunter Stories 2 and Monster Hunter Rise and Pokemon Unite and Xenoblade Chronicles 1. And okay, here's the storm. So t besides the fact that you just threw out f like four different RPGs, the most shocking. Yeah, are we supposed to guess which game you're playing? <laughs> no, I'm playing all of them. Besides the fact that you just threw out four fucking RPGs that take thousands of hours to complete, right? The most surprising thing that you just said is that you're still playing Pokemon Unite. It's fun to dabble in. It's a, I, it's a good dabbler. <laughs> I get to dress up my Pokemons. What more do you want? <laughs> okay, so what new have you accomplished in Unite? Like, have you have you used Hoopa a lot? Uh, you know, I have not used Hoopa a lot. Um they released Duraladin. Duraladin. Uh, he's pretty fun. Oh, the skyscraper dragon. The skyscraper, the trash can. I don't know. I've, I've heard all things. The refrigerator. Anyway, the Xbox Series X dragon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He kills it. Um, all right. So, yeah, that's what I've been up to. You guys want to get into the itinerary of the day? Unless uh, anybody else has anything they want to mention about the games they're currently playing, which uh, I think I've uh, pissed you all off well enough, Peaches. If Chess was a good man, he'd be playing Xenoblade Chronicles too. but alas. Or did he buy the first one and you bought the second one, JP? I can't remember. I own both of them. Mm, I like you. 
sometimes. <laughs> well, someone has Xenoblade and they're not playing it and they should. Would you? Sh- I don't want to fucking hear it from you. You've never bought neither of them. Nope. So I'm in the clear. <laughs> I bought both of them twice. What? Oh, right. Because some of them were Wii U titles, right? Yes. That's right. That's all right. All right. All right. All right. Today on the podcast, we were talking about Overwatch 2, Splatoon 3, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, and then a whole lot of quick takes. I think that sounds like a bitchin' episode. And it's funny how the one time Zach comes back to write the script, it's mostly Nintendo news. So funny, funny how that works. <laughs> yeah. <fun. laughs> All right. So the first thing we have is some Overwatch 2 news. Zach, what do we know now about Overwatch 2 that we didn't know previously? Well, we know that basically they they kept their word. Blizzard is actually doing things with this. They're going to have a PvP beta on April 26th, and they're releasing tidbits and details to slowly uh, keep hype at at a high uh, for Overwatch 2. And so if you didn't know, I'll give you a quick synopsis in this nice little picture I found on their website. Uh, What is in Overwatch 2? And specifically the beta, it will be a 5v5 instead of 6v6. There'll be a new hero called Sojourn, which I'm sure I'm butchering. So please uh, be nice. I'm sick. (laughs) Uh, And then there's Overwatch 1 maps plus four new maps. There is Circuit Royale, Midtown, Toronto and Rome. And Toronto and Rome are what's called a push map, which is where instead of you doing the pushing, there's a robot doing the pushing. But I, I imagine you're still hanging out by the robot. So, yeah. So, um, can I ask you, JP? Hold on. Uh, but I, and then okay, there's fine. hero reworks. There's Orissa's uh, getting a rework. She's still a tank, but uh, she has a spear. Doomfist is now a tank. Um, plays pretty similarly too. He's just a lot less squishy and a lot uh, less bursty, which kind of makes sense, you know. And then still TLDR. You don't know what's gonna happen. Uh, Bastion Sombra stuff is gonna happen to them. And then they introduced a new ping system to make it quicker. Okay, now you can talk, JP. Oh, geez, thank you, my gracious lord, Zach. Okay. Zach has now passed the talking stick. <laughs> Listen, I just wanted to finish the thing so I don't forget where I was, okay? Shut, shut the fuck thank up, you Thank you for being do... considerate, you dickhead. Shut the fuck up, you do not have the talking stick. All right. I'm going to ask a question. That's kind of embarrassing that I don't know the answer to. But have you ever like been in a classroom and there's something that you should know, but it's just too late and asking now would just be embarrassing. What's the difference between an open alpha and an open beta? Alpha is like internal, like you would just have like close friends and family playing it. Okay. And then beta is like, hey, now we're getting a bunch of randos in there. It's getting a little bit bigger. And I, I think that's okay because I also know it depends on the company, but that's usually been Blizzard stick. And a common misconception is that uh, game quality determines whether a game is alpha or beta, but that is not true. Oh, honey. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So there's a few things that I want to point out. So first of all, It's interesting to me that they've gone over the reworks they've done for Orisa and Doomfist so far, because I know Zar's not going to recognize this as much because he didn't play the first Overwatch. But Zach, I'm sure you'll know that from the first Overwatch, there 
are virtually no characters at all that have the same moveset they had when they were first released. Is that fair to say? There's like a few exceptions, right? Like, I don't think Tracer. Exactly. Tracer's moveset never changed. But who else can really say that? Like Genji? Mm, Genji might be the other one, but he had a lot of changes in the beta, I think. So, like, the the point I'm trying to make is that even though Overwatch 2, like what we know so far, they're making a big deal about Doomfist now becoming a tank and Orisa being more of like, they say in your face, but that basically means DPS, right? Like, those are just a few of the reworks that are going to happen. Let's be honest with ourselves here. Every one of these characters are probably going to receive some kind of rework at one point or another. In fact, I'm going to take this one step further. I will bet money that that's not even the only rework Orisa and Doomfist are going to get, right? Because the big thing that we've been talking about, the huge difference between Overwatch 2 and the original Overwatch is going to be the 5v5 rather than the 6v6, meaning a whole new meta and a whole new way to play the game is going to be pertinent for this game, right? I guarantee all of these characters are going to receive reworks to, I guess, join in with this new 5v5. And I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But like, I guess like the point is, do not get comfortable with anybody's moveset. Right. Well, I really like... Um... Orisa has oh, sorry, I got a cough. Maybe I can hold it. Okay. Orisa's rework, like she focuses less, like she doesn't have a barrier anymore. She's got like a spear that deflects, which I like because oh she really just felt like a discount um Reinhardt to me. And I know that's not exactly it. I know she had different things where she was either too overpowered or too useless. Right. Um, but I like how they're just saying, like, hey, we're gonna flush these characters out so there's less overlap. I think it's kind of why they did that with um, Doomfist because Doomfist was constantly, he was either too strong or too weak. Uh, he'd either one shot and BOP or he wasn't doing enough damage. Right. Um, so I like I like how they're fleshing them out and making them different. And I think you're right. That's the thing with like most um, continual online games, like anything like from a MOBA to uh, team shooters, they, they are constantly changing and evolving. Right. I think as long as you get a good skeleton, like you have like good characters that are fun to play, even when they're bad, as long as they're fun to play, you're going to want to keep going and you'll get good feedback to fix what makes them bad versus if it's like you just keep making a new Reinhardt every two months. Right. Um, the only thing that's going to differentiate Reinhardt one and Reinhardt two, this is a gross oversimplification, is which Reinhardt's numbers are better. Um, so I like how you say that. And what I really want to focus on here is uh, that 5v5 mode. Um, there's like the, the lack of a player and right. it allows more hero ball. If you, if you'll, uh, let me throw out that little quote there where <laughs> yeah. like one person can like carry a whole team. I think we learned that from Overwatch. Like that was something that they stated back in 2015, 2016. I don't have an exact quote, but I just know they said they wanted to stay with 6v6 because they didn't want the game to turn into, uh, one person like hair heavily carrying a team. Right. Um, I think that's I think that's awesome. I think it makes the player who's doing it feel good. It makes the players who are watching it like they're impressed. Like, oh, I want to be better. Um, I mean, I saw why they did it. I'm glad they stuck with it for all of Overwatch one. But now I'm like Overwatch two. Like, 
this is more my my speed and I'm hoping it leads to like quicker games um that's just kind of I'm excited and I'm interested to see where Blizzard goes with this and this hopefully uh reworked Overwatch 2 are you guys like one thing that you're really excited for or nervous about uh Czar or JP well, let me say that I absolutely love the phrase you use earlier, the, you know, characters that suck, but they sure are fun because I'm a Zenyatta main. So that's my bread and butter characters that aren't good, but boy, they're fun. Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I also. Yeah, yeah, Zenyatta, yeah, yeah. I love too, but you got to be like a god to play that guy. Well, because he just gets sat on and he's dead. Oh, he's so squishy. So squishy. I mean, all the healers are. But none more than my boy Zenyatta. But God, he's so cool. I think everyone else has a movement technique but him. That's yeah, the, right. He makes up for it by doing fucking fire damage. But holy crap. Exactly. No, I, I think you've covered everything that I wanted to talk about, Zach. It's uh, Overwatch is a bit of an enigma in my gaming history, right? My gaming past, because I do love Overwatch, but... I just, I guess I got sick of it, right? And the reason why I haven't been as hyped up as other people who have played Overwatch for Overwatch 2, the reason why that hype hasn't been there, sorry I worded that weird, is just because, like, I haven't seen enough material in the gameplay so far to make me believe that they're doing anything that's super, like, innovative with Overwatch, you know? It just, it feels like the same game with just a few different quirks that in my opinion just do not justify a brand new $60 game right well I want to make a point here in the scope of this game going beyond like individual players you got to think of it from like a worldwide perspective this is a world watched esport uh, Overwatch competitions, right. and so if they if they change the game too much, that's going to reshape the entire esport, and that's going to cause a lot of speed bumps along the way. And in that vein, I did bring up when we talked about Overwatch Two switching from their six v six to a five v five the first time. I brought up the question that is that going to be a very noticeable change? And thinking about it from that eSport perspective, it's going to reshape all of these competitive teams. And I'm really interested to see how the eSport shapes after that. It, it, you do make a really good point. I'm of all the eSports. I really do enjoy watching Overwatch probably more than any other eSport. It's it's a lot of fun to watch. The team coercion is good. And I'm it, here. I don't want to make it seem like the 5v5 changeup from the 6v6 is nothing because you it, it it's going to change everything about the way this game is played. That's for sure. But my question is, is that enough to justify a brand new game with a brand new price tag? But on the uh, and the only reason like I'm kind of on the fence is because Blizzard treated us very, very well with the first Overwatch. If you like if you bought that game, there was not a single update, not a single edition, no DLC that cost money. Right. It was all free and they know damn well they didn't have to do that. That's probably why we have an Overwatch 2 now. Right. And that's 
that's what I'm saying is like that's kind of my right. saving grace is like okay Overwatch has been out for what like se- six years Jesus yeah that sounds right yeah exactly like it was 2016 right so six years and like that's the saving grace it's like okay we haven't paid a single dollar for a game that I've personally gotten probably about a thousand hours of enjoyment out of past like me buying the game like you know what if they want me to dish out the money okay fine and who knows maybe this really will invigorate my love for overwatch again and it was i think the original overwatch they haven't released prices yet at least not that i've seen so if you see that let me know but it was 40 bucks for just the base edition so it's not a 60 dollar game that'd be pretty chill uh if it's 20 bucks that would be a happy happy sweet spot but i doubt it yeah any other thoughts will this get you in well who knows what's gonna who knows what's going to happen with the price now that Microsoft has taken over? Not yet. Um, but we'll take over. Not yet, but they will take over. I, I could imagine it being $40 somewhere in that avenue. Included in Game Pass. Um, <laughs> yeah, naturally. Yeah. So I'm, I, if I ever get around to getting Game Pass, uh, I might actually get around to playing Overwatch 2. I think we could have a lot of fun playing this together. I really do. Absolutely. Um, Zach, is there anything else about the closed alpha video from IGN that really stuck out to you? Uh, not really. I mean, just the IGN person kind of made some comments I thought was kind of funny, like just how like it's it just feels like a cluster. And I think it's important to recognize this when you go from 6v6 to 5v5, it does really change just the game. So like before you go and say nerf Sombra, wait like a month or two until you fill out the game. Uh, because right. I, I think they said they're still playing two healers, which is not how I imagine it at all. I imagine like one healer, one tank, and then three DPS. Uh, there's going to be a lot of flow to figuring out what that system will look like. I would almost think that two DPS and two tank would be the meta on top of a healer, but who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Absolutely. All right, Zach, I know you want to move on with what else we have to talk about today. So what is Nintendo Nintendoing? <laughs> hey. hey, so um, Nintendo dropped up a Splatoon 3 trailer. And so uh, Splatoon 3 is coming out in the summer of 2022 by a technicality. What do you mean by a technicality? Because when you think of September, do you think of summer? No. I mean, not even a little bit. Yeah, that's like fall. That's fall territory. Yeah, precisely. Well, according to our, uh, you know, yearly calendar, it's still summer until like, I think it's like September 21st or something like that. The third week of September. Lies. Bullshit. You can't end a season mid-month. <laughs> yes, you can. I refute thee. Well, Zar, you go rule the world and you change that. Okay, baby. Mwah. All right, so as a Nintendo fan who has never had any interest whatsoever in Splatoon, what's going on, Zach? What kind of news do we have? That was it. That was was the news. (laughs) That was the news. (laughs) So they just dropped like a literal like gameplay footage trailer. It almost felt like, and I'll get to this in our next article, uh, they were just kind of making sure people don't get too pessimistic. Uh, because as I'm sure uh, JP you might want to just turn off your ears for a little bit uh, as most of you know uh, Breath of the Wild 2 got delayed until next year wait what? and then the game that we're going to talk about next got pushed up everyone thought that was to counteract either that or Splatoon 3 is going to get delayed Um, and so 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's why it was. That's why I just said the article title is Nintendo, Nintendoin, uh, because they don't act like they know what people are talking about, but then they sometimes do. They're just very picky and choosy with what they like and what they don't like. Uh, so anyway, the Splatoon 3 trailer just randomly dropped on a Wednesday, and it looks like Splatoon 2, but like it got the Overwatch 2 treatment. You know, it's a whole, <laughs> it's got a lot of updates. Yeah. I see grapple hooks here, and I am a thousand percent more interested. <laughs> and you approve. <laughs> Hell yeah. Zara approves with the grapple hooks. Everything is better with grapple hooks. So let's go through what we, what we see. It starts off with like the, it looks like there's going to be player created cards like next to your name. So you can kind of like add your own pizzazz and like wear your name and what it looks like. Just the outfits are a little extra. Splatoon's always been a big like style game. Skins equal wins, as you know. And it looks right. like you can do more face customization and things like that. Uh, let's see. And then the next change up was it looks like you can like kind of pick where you spawn in. So that way all four of you are inking the same exact turf. So I thought that was kind of neat. I'm sure there's some limits to that, but that was what we saw. And then it's a brand new map. There were some brand new guns and there were some brand new ultimates. And as Zar already said, I think the coolest thing that automatically makes this game worth it is grapple hooks. Grapple hooks. Yeah. So that looked like it was an ultimate that you could charge up. It looked like they did it like two or three times in three minutes. So seems like I got a decently short cooldown. And this guy with his little ink brush was like flying around the map, just sniping people. On, well, not sniping, sneaking up behind him and ninja in him. Yeah, that's not that's not sniping. That's different. Uh, and then, you know, I thought that was cool. They show out the vacuum, which I mean, if you like vacuums, I kind of judge you, but you do you, boo boo. Um, and then there were like little like the Spider-Verse, like the little robot from Spider-Verse. Oh, yeah. They literally become that robot and start shooting things. I thought that was really fucking sweet. That is sweet. Ooh. And then there was like an orbital nuke that kind of blew up a part of the map. First, um, and then there was like little sentry cannons that fire. So the ults look a little more ulti, and I don't know what they showed off. It looked really, really cool. It still looks like Splatoon 2, but iterated on and even farther. Can I ask you a stupid question? But when you're in these matches, what is the goal in Splatoon? Is it to cover uh, more area with your paint than the other teams? Yes. First off, it's ink. Sorry, the ink. Yeah, it's all about map control. Yeah, these players are inking all over the place. Uh, yeah. You guys made me ink. <laughs> I've been saving that one. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I just don't know, man. I I don't understand why I just find this game so silly. And like, I know it's a Nintendo game and Nintendo games are silly, but it's not the fun kind of silly to me. It's just silly, silly. You know, it's a very different shooter that if you took the time I think you would enjoy I will let you know that it's fucking huge in Japan and Japan knows what's up that's all I'm saying oh well if it's huge in Japan <laughs> no, you, you, you got a good point well, I, I just think it's it's two different mindsets like you, you have your COD in the west and apparently you have your Splatoon in the east <laughs> I, I don't know well let's get one thing right out of the way I'm just as sick of COD well yeah yeah. Splatoon thankfully just came out in 2015 but still 
that's what I think is pretty cool about Splatoon, despite all the shit that I talk all the time about it, is it's how different it is compared to other shooters, right? Like, Nintendo needed a shooter that still says, hey, I know this is a shooter, but we're still Nintendo, so no death. And I feel like they did a good job of creating a game that's, like, definitely Nintendo, right? I think Splatoon's great as a concept, just maybe you're right, Zach. Maybe I just need to give this a true chance. I can tell you, I felt the same way. (laughs) The problem is, I'm not willing to give things a chance for $60. Hey, it'll go on sale for $43 by Black Friday, maybe. Black Friday of what year? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And the fact that you don't know is exactly my point. Splatoon 3 will be a banger. I love their music, by the way. It's like uh, Nintendo oh, and music. Yeah. Just, hmm. I'll give them that. I it's have weird. Heard. It's quirky. Yeah. Um, they just put Splatoon 2 Octo Expansion included with a Nintendo Switch Online membership. So if you have Splatoon 2, I think it's I think it's on sale for like 40 or 30 now. I'm not for sure. Uh, give it a shot because it's going to play similar to Splatoon 3, but Splatoon 3 will have its own quirks as well. I do own Splatoon 2. Did you know that? <laughs> uh, yes, I did. I, I do own it. It's right there on my shelf. Trying to play with me and Krista. Yeah. We can almost make a team. Hey, Zar, you want to buy Splatoon 2? Mm. We still got to play Borderlands first. Yeah, good point. Yeah. All right, all right. Fair enough. Can we talk about the next thing now? Please? Can we talk about yeah. the next thing? Yeah. Zar, how would you like to take the next article? <laughs> All right, all right, fine, Zach. What's the last thing we're talking about today? Uh, So, uh, you remember how in that Nintendo Direct earlier in the year they said Xenoblade 3 was coming out? I don't recall. Yes. And you remember how they said it was coming out in September? I remember. Yes. And so I was sitting at work the other day and I was loading up a video for my kids to watch to kind of get them hooked into my lesson. And you know what I saw on my playlist? Said new Xenoblade trailer from Nintendo. And I go. (sighs) Class dismissed. (laughs) I'm an adult. I can wait. I can wait. And then lunchtime hit and I got to watch this trailer and it was the weirdest Monday of my life because I was so excited and I don't like Mondays. So it was. Mm. All right, Garfield, well, explain to us what you saw. Explain to us why we need to be excited about this game. So, see, I was thinking about that. So it's a JRPG. <laughs> and so this all makes sense and it's fire. But basically, you and your five party members are Ouroboros and you're becoming mechs to save the world from imminent destruction. What? Yes. <laughs> Can you elaborate? So it it combines the stories of Xenoblade 1 and Xenoblade 2. Yeah. Melly is in it. <laughs> Mia's in it. And it's a really cool trailer. <laughs> and I thought about how I could best explain this to my audience. But based on how you schmucks, talking about JP and Zar and Peaches, Hi. Um, take it whenever I talk about JRPGs. I just thought I'd leave it at that. You get to be mechs. You get to blow shit up. And it's fucking metal as fuck. 
Metalist, fuck you Ooh, say. Metal. Alright, you've piqued my interest a little bit. Characters Dude, I don't know. fuse together <laughs> to become mechs. Oh, if I said that, I'm gonna say it again because when I saw that I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I have several questions for you, Zach. So, first of all, what did we get out of because this is the second trailer, right? The first was just an announcement trailer, but what did you see in this actual trailer? that surprised you the most other than obviously the fact that the release date got moved up which how many times has that ever happened yeah i i don't know jp i don't know but uh to tell you like mm, i i could have cried i could have cried i was like oh, nintendo thinking of me they know september's during the school year they know i need a game in july mvps fucking peace <laughs> Uh, okay, so yeah, that like never happened. So I thought that was really cool. Like other than like every now and then there's a game that will just shadow drop at like E3 or Nintendo Direct. Like usually games right, but I, don't right. release early. That's what I'm saying though. It's like shadow drops are one thing, right? That's not what happened here. What happened here is we had a release date and they said, fuck it. We're putting it out sooner. That has happened a handful of times with big titles like this. So probably feel bad about Zelda. That tells me that <laughs> that like they've had this game like pretty much done and they're just at like the bug fixing phase. Pretty um, much. So I think that's pretty fucking sick. And that tells me that I'm right about Nintendo just literally able to have nonstop bangers all year this year because of how they handled COVID and they delayed a bunch of games just to be safe. Right. Nintendo is definitely going to have a really big spot when it comes to talking about the Game Awards at the end of this year, right? Because as of now, Nintendo's probably got the best lineup that would have been even better had Zelda not been pushed back. But even if you don't include Zelda, like it's still a good looking fucking year for Nintendo, right? Just all around, just all around for everybody, all their main audiences. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so what I liked in the trailer, JP, going back to that, um, it basically showed combat for the first time, and I really, really like it because it's like Xenoblade Chronicles 2 combat, which is probably my favorite combat ever because I just think it's like you're literally playing an anime. Um, and at first, and I totally saw the complaint that some people say, like, it's like overwhelming. And they, their tutorials are very meh at teaching it to you. Um, so I'm hoping they kind of flesh that out and they kind of make the first five ish hours where you finally unlock for like the full combat capabilities, even though I doubt it. I bet there'll be like transformations and cool stuff on top of it. All right. Extra layers because Monolith Soft knows how to bake a game, if you will. Um, so, yeah, it's just really cool. They show that the main character Noah swapped with one of the healers, like they swapped weapons. And so it looks like there's some customization onto what your characters can do. And it just looks like a really cool game that I still have probably more questions than I do have answers right now, which I think is pretty sick. That's how it usually goes. Here's a question for you, Zach. Um, one of the other things that they put into this trailer is at the very end where they showed us the collector's edition that's going to be available exclusively through the My Nintendo store. Are you going to try and get your hands on that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How difficult do you think it's going to be? Because if you remember, 
especially the most recent example I can think of is the Metroid Dread example where the collector's edition launched. No single actual fan of the game could pick it up, right? It was just a bunch of scalpers. Do you think it's going to be something similar with Xenoblade uh, with this little edition? I'm hoping not. Um, and I think that's why they're doing it through my Nintendo. Um, kind of like how PlayStation does the queue system for the PlayStation 5s. Right. Um, but bots are pretty smart. Um, so there's always that chance. But I do like how they're at least saying, hey, we're going to try and fix it. Um, because I know that Nintendo has you. You have to create an account to buy something out to my Nintendo store. It's got to be linked to your switch so that at least drops down some of it. But I'm sure there's still a way to cheese the system. There always is. Right. But I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. Well, all right. All right. Before we move on, is there anything else you want to throw in that us people who are ignorant of Xenoblade, Xenobead, Xenoblade absolutely need to know? If you like RPGs, our anime, or any combination of the sort, you're gonna love this game. Well put. You're gonna have a you're, good time. You're yeah. gonna have a good time. And Zach, I, I gotta say how happy I am for you. And by the way, I'm not being facetious here. I genuinely mean it because... I know that it was a kick in the nuts in that last Nintendo Direct when the last big thing was not Zelda news, but rather Xenoblade Chronicles 3 news. And then on top of that, this is... I want to reiterate this for a third time because it's literally crazy. It does not happen. The fact that it was actually bumped up in release date and not moved back. So you must be on cloud fucking nine right now. Yo! Good Just for you, Go buddy. ahead and, you know, put Mario with his little flying hat. That's me. Good for you. Good for you. Thanks, JP. I'm glad you're not being facetious because I'm sensing some facetious. No, no, me, me, facetious? No, 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 no. Why would I be facetious? Is it just because my favorite game franchise of all time <laughs> got pushed back to 2023 <laughs> and your game got moved up? No, 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 no. That's. It's a bunch of malarkey, Zach. No, he was a bad coach to the Titans. We don't talk about malarkey. All right, do you want to talk about quick takes? <laughs> All right, we've got quite a few quick takes to go over today. I want to go over the first one, which is coming to us from a tweet by everybody's favorite studio, Ubisoft. According to the tweet, they have written, So, we heard you heard. Introducing codename Project Q, a team battle arena letting players truly own the experience. The game is in early development and we will keep testing. So for now, all you can do is register for upcoming tests. So basically, uh, right now, Ubisoft is working on a team battle arena game that they're simply calling Project Q. Um, if you want to register for some upcoming tests that they're doing, you can register at uh, Ubisoft's website or you could just find the most recent tweet and uh, basically apply to be a part of the alpha. Um, let me say this. Alphas are usually invitational, right? It's not very often that companies will come out and say, hey, join the alpha if you're interested. So if you like Team Battle Arena style games and you love Ubisoft and you want to be a part of something that could potentially be big, go on over and apply to be an upcoming tester. I think it'd be really cool. And that's all I got. What do we have next? Cyberpunk expansion 2023, according to their Twitter. Okay. And then WoW expansion. 
Uh, they they leaked they they gave a Dragonflight expansion to the World of Warcraft. Which Zach, we should probably know, elaborate more on the Cyberpunk expansion. That's it. They just there's an expansion coming in 2023. Or yeah, that's literally it. That's all I say. Oh, okay. Never mind. My bad. No, you're fine. I just I took the quick takes literally. Like they just wanted us to know <laughs> it's happening. They're hot and it's ready. Well, <laughs> it's, it's coming. We don't know well, if it's ready with these guys. What's coming in the expansion? <laughs> it's hot and it's ready. <laughs> That's actually in regards to a tweet I saw about Little Caesars Pizza. It was like Little Caesars. It's like it's hot and it's ready. And someone's like, "But is it good?" And then Little Caesars went, "It's hot and it's ready." <laughs> oh, I thought that was funny. All right. Oh, Little Caesars. Anywho, what's our next quick take? Uh, there's a World of Warcraft expansion. Uh, this is like the tenth expansion. Uh, it's an expansion where they expand things with World of Warcraft. Um, <laughs> you don't a- fucking say. <laughs> Sounds very expansive. <laughs> there's a a new race. Uh, you get to play as dragons. The dragons can be a new uh, class, which is where they channel the elements. It looks like a new expansion. I literally, I can't meme any harder than I am already. Like they're they're trying to hype it up, and it's just like, and it's just like you're I just like care I can't anymore. I I'm can't so mad at you guys. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. that's funny. Here's how the WoW expansion cycle goes: you get that hype, you're excited, something new. They have the beta. The beta has a lot of bugs. You give a lot of feedback. They ignore all the feedback. Don't listen to you. Then, like six months later, the the, the high of a new thing wears off. Right. And then like player base decreases and then the next two patches come out where they fix all the things that you said two years ago in the beta was a problem. And then they start the expansion thing all over again. And there's just big content drought. Sounds um, like a frustrating process. Yep. And you know what? Fool me nine times. Shame on you. Fool me ten times. I'm a big foo-foo. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how the saying goes? It is now. I don't know, but this game is crack. And so for the people who are still playing it, Intervention is good. Take care of yourselves. Uh, but what I was, you know, the crack kind of got me is they said they're doing a new WoW Classic server. And it's going to be based off WoW Wrath of the Lich King, which is my baby. So you're going to watch me actively avoid doing meth. So that's cool. The, I, I guess. <laughs> the video game equivalent of meth, I should say. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Just to elaborate for everybody out there. We do not condone meth, but Zach sure does. Nope, I isn't condoning what you're saying. Isn't that bad? <laughs> Only in video game form. All right. I don't see a link for it, but I also see that you wrote here, Zach. Digimon Survive releases July 29th as well. Yeah, I actually read that as Digimon Survives. And so either way, it's hopeful. <laughs> uh, it's a game that's been like delayed a few times. It's like a Fire Emblem meets Digimon, like, you know, strategy Digimon. And, um, well, that sounds neat. Yeah, it's going to be released on July 29th, which um, that'll be the second coolest game releasing that day, but it'll still be a cool game. All right. Up next on the quick takes, uh, we have a little note from the developers on God of War. God of War director asks fans to be patient for Ragnarok news. Quote unquote, something cool is coming. Something cool this way comes. So... 
it's kind of up in the air on what that actually fucking means. It could be another trailer. It could, it could be an actual release date. We don't fucking know yet, but something cool's coming, boys. So, <laughs> and it's coming. Oh, it's coming. See, uh, here's how I think of it. I think 2022 is going to be Zach's year for gaming. I think 2023 is going to be my year. I think it's no, going to be, be my year too, baby. Why do you get two years? I get them all, baby. I get them all. God damn it. Nintendo do what Nintendo do. They do, though. All right. Up next is possibly one of the biggest pieces of news of all time. Some Lego Star Wars news. Hell yes. So this tweet came straight from the Lego Star Wars game. Uh, We set a new record. Thanks to all the players for helping make Lego Star Wars the Skywalker saga. The biggest launch in Lego game history. Now, what's funny is I actually did receive this game for my birthday. I have not started playing it yet, but I do own it. And that's the same fucking thing in any gaming developer's eyes. So uh, congrats to Lego Star Wars. For real, though, I have been seeing quite a few people having fun with this game. And I'm really happy that it worked out so well for them. It looks like just a game that had a lot of love put into it. I'm very happy. And plus, is this the first time ever in a Lego game we actually had, like, voice acting? No. 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 Oh, dear, no. That's That's been around for a long time. I think it was, like, the third Batman, Lego Batman game or something. Interesting. Speaking of interesting, you want to grind on over to our next article? Oh, ho, ho. A nice segue. Actually, I am super oh, fucking... Oh, sorry, don't worry, you eat the last one. Yeah, I am so unbelievably fucking stoked. Skate 4 will reportedly let users create skate parks together in free skate mode. Zach, wasn't this your dream 15 years ago? Yeah, 15 years ago, I would be fucking ecstatic. Which actually makes me feel really old because I realized I was 15 years ago. I was 12. It's cooler when you were skating. (laughs) Anyway. All right. Now my knees hurt. (laughs) And your my knees, my back, my pride. It's all in pain. Okay, I'm genuinely really excited for Skate 4 altogether. Even if it's just stupid nostalgia that's biting me in the ass, which happens nowadays quite a bit. uh, I think this game is going to be a lot of fun. The ability to design your skate park is not necessarily new, but letting people create skate parks together and then skate on them together in free skate mode. Come on. That's cool. That's a cool ass feature. Are am I the only one who's excited here? Either of you actually planning on picking this game up? Uh, um, again, like with Zach, probably 15 years ago, I would have picked this game up. I'll probably get it because I'm, I'm gonna- really bad about increasing my backlog. Yeah, I know, buddy, but this time, just come on, you know? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right, Zar, what do we have on the Halo front? All right, well, 343 is letting us know that Forge is slated for August of this year, 2022. So get prepared, all you Halo fans, to make your own maps. Just like in the theme of Skate 4, we're not making skate parks here, but just killing floors. I feel like any Halo... It's going to be fun. Yeah, 
I feel like any Halo Infinite news at this point is a day late and a dollar short. Like fans have been asking for Forge since the game dropped. Why are we not getting it until like a year after the game's been released? That's that that's questions I wish I could answer. Like I, I do not have those answers. It's just that, like, here's the thing. Halo Infinite was a ton of fucking fun. But the lack of variety and game modes and things to do is what made the player base drop off so fucking quickly. And I feel like their strategy here was, okay. well, if we like kind of set up a roadmap where we release more modes, more maps, things like that, then it'll increase the longevity of people wanting to play our game. Which is not how it fucking happened at all. Because like obviously the player base isn't a zero but like it's only like 10% right now of what it once was I'm just saying that like the news of like a multiplayer like unfortunately that's the way video games are nowadays you know if you get yourself labeled as a flavor of the month then unfortunately if you don't do something crazy you're gonna get left behind I love Halo it's fun to play I like Halo Infinite a lot too just not addictive Every once in a while, I'll go back and play it again for a few days, right? And I have a lot of fun. Right. And I kick ass at it. To be honest, I'm pretty good. Oh, that ship has sailed for me. Yeah. That's a good That's good stuff. It was good stuff. It was great stuff. I think Zara's a hater. Speaking of good stuff, Zara, do you want to go into upcoming game releases yeah. where you can hate some more? Fucking hater. Ass bitch. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll hate the future. Future! All right, on... April 26th, we have Zombie Army 4, Dead War for the Switch. On the 27th, we have Vampire Masquerade Blood Hunt for the PlayStation 5 and PC. The Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe Edition for the PlayStation 5. (laughs) The Xbox Series, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Very excited about that one. On the 28th, ooh, JP, we got bug we snacks talking about coming bug to the snacks! Xbox. Woo! And it's coming to the Xbox, the series, the one, and also the Nintendo Switch. So now everyone can talk about bug snacks. But Zar, we're talking about bug snacks. Not yet, we're not. Eee! I love bug snacks. Next, we got Dorfromantic. <laughs> Dorfromantic. Yeah. Yeah, Dorf Romantic for the PC. Then on still the 28th, we have Rock Rogue. Then we have Rogue Legacy 2 for the Xbox Series, the Xbox <laughs> One, the PC. Did you seriously just say yeah. Rock? <laughs> I said Rogue. No, you did not. You said Rock. I heard you. Then we have Rogue Legacy 2 for the (laughs) Xbox Series, the Xbox One, and PC. After that, we have Rogue Lords for the PlayStation 4, the Xbox One, and Switch. Then we got Sherlock Holmes Chapter 1 for the PlayStation 4. And our final game on the 28th is Unsold for the Xbox Series, the Xbox One, Switch, and PC. And our final game coming out on April 29th is Nintendo Switch Sports. Game of the year, baby. Obviously for the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> All right. So that's my hype up game. Tell me why this is going to shake the world up. Go. Well, you, you say that's the hype up game. 
but I kind of want the Stanley Parable to be the hype it's up. Already game. Out, isn't it? That's just that they're re-releasing as an Ultra Deluxe. Not the de- Ultra Deluxe Edition. Oh but my! Guys, everybody's talking about Bug Snacks, and that game already came out too. Fuck! This is a good week. Okay. It's a really good week. I'll indulge Zach for a moment because I've already pre-ordered Nintendo Switch Sports. I'm very, very excited because of how iconic Wii Sports was for the Wii. Here's why I'm a little worried. (laughs) I remember um, trying to play the remake of Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword on the Nintendo Switch, and... The fact is the motion controls just were not nearly as good on the Switch as they were on the Wii because there was no sensor bar, right? I'm a little worried that the same thing is going to be going on here in Nintendo Switch Sports. I'm afraid that the Joy-Cons won't be able to handle the precise movements in the same way. I'm looking to be proved wrong. As someone who has played the online version, uh, I would let you know that your concerns are valid and invalid. Wait, my concerns are valid or invalid? You said both. <laughs> well, we only played three of the sports. And one of them was Chicumbra. And I just felt like I was flailing like an idiot with Chicumbra. What's Chicumbra? <laughs> am I saying it, am I saying it wrong or right? I, I'm kind of memeing, but... It's a, it's gonna be a great game. All right, we're gonna we're gonna all hang out. We're all gonna play it. It's gonna be a good time. Anyone for checkers? I will probably. I want to play checkers. Oh, oh, he's home right at the end. I was here the whole time. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> Would it be funny <laughs> if that were true? He has been here. <laughs> you guys just never talked to me. I don't know. It was crazy. Okay. So yes, I am excited for Nintendo Switch Sports. I just hope that the motion controls are gotten right. And here's another side note. I bought this digitally on my Switch. Isn't there like a leg strap or something I need to play one of the games? No. But they advertised it. I mean, it comes with it for free, but it's like optional. Okay. Or sorry, it doesn't come with it for free. It's the physical version is 10 more dollars because the leg straps $10 apparently. But you can go buy cheap. it for $10. I don't want it that badly. <laughs> See, it's optional. Just get some tape. Know, tape your Joy-Con to your leg. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, okay, I know it's a goof, but actually I am really also excited for the Stanley Parable. Yeah. Legendary, legendary PC game. Oh, yeah. The most fourth wall breaking game you'll ever It's play. amazing. It's amazing. And then there's always talking about bug snacks. Oh yeah! If you have not played Bug Snacks, you are doing yourself a disservice. That game is so whimsical until the last ten minutes, where it all fucking falls apart. <laughs> hey, Peaches, we didn't get our pre-pod question. Now that you're here, uh, you got something for us to sign us off? Yeah, we get a post-pod question. Oh God. Um... Shit, fuck. I didn't prepare anything. I was driving for seven and a half hours. What were you doing? What's, your, what's the first question on your mind? What do you mean, what was I doing? I was driving and listening to podcasts. That's stupid. Who listens to podcasts? <laughs> <laughs> You're silly. Okay. Um, shit, I don't know. John Mulaney's stand-up special was pretty good. All right. 
I'll put a question mark at the end of that. Okay. You know what, Peaches? You've already let me down so many times today. I'm going to let you off once more. Thank you all so much for listening to another episode of the Game Tea Podcast. We'll see you in the next episode. You just got your game tea. You just got your game tea. Bye. Am I am I the only one not fucking up the line at the end here? Mwah. All right, everybody, finish your podcast in five, four, three, two, one. And if you like what you heard today and you're looking for more ways to get your game tea fixed, check us out on Patreon. With bronze, silver, and gold tiers starting at $2 a month, there are several incredible rewards you can receive for supporting the show, such as a follow from us on Twitter, access to a monthly Q&A session, an invitation to our private Discord server, and even bonus episodes of the podcast only accessible to patrons. Your donations will be used to make the show even better. The link to Patreon is in the description with our social media, so go check it out. Once again, thank you so much for listening to the Game Tea Podcast.